from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Could not find the sound, whatever you call it, of crickets chirping. <laughs> but that's what I wanted to play for coming in to the pod today. Because that's how exciting this week was. Australian Open is over. Now what? Yeah. Now what should be the theme of... In everywhere but Dallas. Actually, yes. that's not true. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of... Anyway, hey, this is the revolution. <laughs> the tennis revolution. I'm glad you joined us, Corey. We'd glad like to you just joined continue us. the show like it was a continuation of last week. That's right, yeah. This is one giant, you know, uh, multi-part <laughs> we, miniseries. We record every show at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Predictions be damned. <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Are you? As always. Does that right. sound sincere? You taught today, right? I did. So now you're off the court. You're chilling. You're relaxed. That's right. Well, I say that in jest about the crickets and nothing going on, but there is stuff going on if you dig for it. Yeah. You still don't have BN, I'm assuming? <laughs> no, oh, not, you are not a, last I checked. You are a degenerate. Would you change cable channels? <laughs> you know what I told the founder of the Tennis Channel one time? What? I told him that I would move. This was when the Tennis Channel was first coming out. I, I don't even know that it was fully available yet. And I told him... I would move to a different area, you know, because like in Dallas, we have, you know, multiple cable companies right. that serve this area, plus DirecTV. Yeah. Um, and then certain areas have, even, we're talking about from city to city, where I could drive to in a matter of 40 minutes, have different cable companies serving right. them. And so, I was like, I would move. <laughs> and if, some of them don't offer it. Still. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, that, well, I just wouldn't move for fun. Right. That was my whole point, <laughs> is that... Well, I mean, they still don't even now. I was so dedicated um, to the, you know, what the the future of this new thing called the tennis channel was going to be that I was willing to move to a different area that had a different cable service to get it. So my question is, do I start helping pack it today or tomorrow? When do you <laughs> when are you going to move? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not moving for BN. No, not, not enough value there. Ouch. Yet, who cares about tennis? But not that this this isn't going to be a tennis channel show. So I'll just say they're starting to do some of the things we've been asking for on the tennis channel yeah i Such saw college as? tennis yes division one last night well listen first of all we were going to get to that by the way but i just listen i don't know after last year's davis cup and fed cup the u.s winning the fed cup obviously um and just you know some exciting stuff in davis cup i just it was over and i was like man when is it? It's going to be a while before. <laughs> I mean, the season just ended. Right, um, when of is course. It, it's going to be a while before well, it comes well, every back sport, home, right? They have a long break, so tennis certainly. Oh, yeah, it's got to so. start in the summer, right? Oh, holy hell! It's on right now. <laughs> it just that's the Davis Cup is on. So that's one of the crickets that I was talking about. <laughs> and you know, I'm we're both in tennis for a living, and I never hear about Davis Cup starting until the day before it starts every single round. Yeah, like, how yeah. is that possible? I don't know. Um, like you hear about the Masters for months, the Masters golf, you well, hear about Super Bowl, you know about months. I mean, this is why we have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because it, tennis in America is dead. Yeah. Um, for most people. And obviously, I'm sure the tennis channel runs commercials for it, but I don't watch commercials. 
Yeah. But well, even if I did, I wouldn't that wouldn't be my only way to find out about Davis Cup, I would hope. My point being is that Davis Cup is back, but it never left. So do you call it back? <laughs> uh, or do you say, Oh, Davis Cup still? Um I you know what would make me more interested in Davis Cup? A lot of things. So. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously we've talked about a lot of things, obviously. Um if we got bumped down into, if we lost first round and got bumped down into, you know, into the yeah. uh, the whatever they call the zones or the whatever, right. um, well, and why don't they give the like the top four teams like a bye until the you know quarterfinals or something? Give you some kind of reward for battling all year long into the championship instead of having to start again, you know, six weeks later. Because no one is necessarily <laughs> the same play. I mean, why? That's true. Two words. <laughs> Jack Sock. Sorry, sorry. That was this a, is not going to be. That was a theme. continuation of last this week. This is not going to be a continuing theme. I swear. Um, so he's not love, even playing. He's our top ten player. He's not even playing this this time. All of our American players we love dearly. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I, I think uh, I think that just would make it interesting because then we would sort of be the dom. You know, the, if we could start at the very first round of that group, right then we would be fighting through and it'd be fun because we'd be the dominant team. Right. But uh, as it stands, I don't care that we're moving on. No. Because we're just going to get spanked by <laughs> anyone. Kazakhstan. If we end up playing <laughs> Kazakhstan, they're going to beat our ass. Well, and we played, you know, a team without Djokovic. So we got lucky there. Who, by the way, is on the shelf. Yeah, again. On the shelf. So it's official. He had elbow surgery, and so now uh, we've got an entire year of uh, Fadal. Yippee! <laughs> so <laughs> yes. that's going to be new. Yeah, and, you know, I think I was curious, by the way, when the last time U.S. won Davis Cup 3-0 on clay. I was thinking that had to be decades ago. I don't know. But, um, Call in if you know. <laughs> but <laughs> We haven't so done that, that was, bit in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but that was impressive that they were able to beat that team. You know, it's a team they should have beat, but still. Yeah, to win three three straight on clay without the Bryan brothers, who yeah. who are sort of a, a were when they were playing a lock. Yeah, and without Jack Sock, but <laughs> but we love you, Jack. But what do we have? We had at least one college player playing yeah. doubles, right? So he may not be a doubles expert, but he spent three years or how, I don't know. Did he? I, I don't think he finished all. I think he only played three years. I don't know, but uh, he um, NCAA champion. He played doubles his entire career. And yeah. so even if you're not an expert, you're going to develop some some skills because you're playing it week in, week out. And it's funny. I thought, I assumed it would be Isner Query in doubles uh, or even Isner Johnson. I was really shocked when it was Ryan Harrison and Johnson. Yeah, I was thinking for sure Johnson again because that whole college thing. But uh, but it wasn't, and Isner has it too. I mean, he played at Georgia. Right. And it so. could have been because he played five sets. Maybe he was going to play. Doubles. Or because he, in case we didn't get it, Right. He needed to be able to True. survive, you know, day three. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool to see new guys playing, but that was about the only value you know, I saw I, in it. I agree, actually. I agree. I think um, I think Roddick would probably be a better fit for our Davis Cup <laughs> at this point. I would love to see him come back just for Davis Cup. <laughs> I think he could help us. Yeah. Um, maybe not in doubles. As long as he stays away from backhand volleys. <laughs> oh, too soon. Well, I love you too, Andy. I confessed uh, last week. Um, we're, we're moving the podcast to China. We're going to offend all the American players. Nah. <laughs> no, but hey, I did. I did, uh, you know, a mea culpa. Is that the word? 
Yeah. I'm not Italian, but I'll go with it on, uh, on uh, you know, misunderestimating. <laughs> uh, that's a word. Uh, Andy Roddick in his career. True Hall of Famer. As much as uh, deserving, as much as Torello. I knew you were going to say that. Randy Moss. <laughs> I don't like T.O. Well, Randy Moss, I don't think anybody can doubt how deserving he is. But. I don't think you can doubt Terrell Owens either. Or <laughs> Terrell, whatever. Well, that's another podcast. All right, you're right. That is another podcast. But my point being is Roddick deserving. I said that last week. I'm not saying it again. But what was kind of interesting about Djokovic, so do you think if he didn't play Australia... Can we just stick with the Davis Cup before you maniac? Oh, we're back on Davis Cup? We're still on Davis Cup. <laughs> just like the season, we're still here. <laughs> Davis Cup never ends. So here's what I want for Davis Cup. You made that point several months ago, yeah. too, by the way. So we had a whole show does. about this, but why can't Davis Cup be on odd years? So we have it in 2019, 2020, you got the Olympics. And like you said, rotate with the women in the Fed Cup. So yeah. there's always a, a, a tournament. There's always something. So, you know. The, and then maybe make it mandatory that every pro plays, but it's every other year. And it's mm. and they can they can they they somehow can fit the Olympics in the tennis schedule every year or every four years. Why can't they fit Davis Cup in every two years? Right. Or they make it similar to, um, hmm. I don't know how they could do it. I think points and money. Yeah. Points and money. You make it mandatory and you just fit it into the into the deal. But, I mean, Federer and Nadal aren't playing Davis Cup this week, probably no matter what. Well, not at all. But Federer, after making the final and winning, he's not going to come back and play Davis Cup. Right. Right. Know, five, six days later. But again, like we've always talked about, it could be well into November. Yeah. And it could be a week-long jamboree. Right. Totally. But it's not going to happen, at least not anytime soon. Yeah, what do we know? What do we know? <laughs> Maybe the union. We only have a podcast. Right. Yeah, actually, if we if we do get the union, we may get it because Djokovic is on the uh, on the mend. <laughs> he's got, so more he's time got nothing to else to do. Think about this um, stuff. Well, we've talked about changes for Davis Cup to make it more exciting. And uh, I'll tell you one thing that'll make it more exciting. What if it was just under 23s? That'd be interesting. You know, you'd have a reason to kind of see these up-and-coming players. And they would be more likely to play it. Because, because here's one thing you see. Here's one. Let me just tell you one thing that is. You, I don't think you can get it anywhere else. And, and, and it ties back into your career. <laughs> and how you've been searching for lineage right. of the smallest, most awful tennis nation in the, in the world <laughs> so you can start your Davis Cup career as well. But there's so many countries out there, and some of them have so few population and not a lot of tennis, and so they have players that are not professional, like maybe college players right. that go back and play Davis Cup. And what an experience to play. You're a college kid. From you know, you know, you know, potentially, uh, you know, if you come to America and play college, you don't have to, obviously, right. but a lot of times they are, and uh, and now you're going back to play for your country, and you're playing potentially, uh, you know, like if you played us, you know, like Kazakhstan or somebody you right. play, you're not a lot of players there, and you you end up playing somebody that's been top ten in the world, like Isner or something, yeah. you know what I mean? That that's such a cool, you know, thing. It's kind of like the Olympics where you get you know all these players. The difference is Olympic sports you know, suck and nobody cares. So <laughs> this is actually a real sport at least. I mean, I think there's a lot of different things they could do. I think it's just, uh, well, yeah, but that's a cool thing, right? Yeah. They're just, they're just kind of, it's just the same old format and they haven't changed. I mean, how long has this format been in place forever? Yeah. Yeah. What about three versus five? Are you for that in Davis cup? 
Yeah, I, I think for the I think the only thing that should be three out of five now are Grand Slams. Okay. Just because the, to me that's a differentiating factor. I don't see any reason to play three out of five in Davis Cup. Right. And I think then you could make it a two day format, and then you could fit you know two matches in on a weekend if you wanted to. Yeah. And the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or something, uh, and that just make the tournament a lot. You have it then you only got to play two weekends a year instead of four. Well if, well, if you did the whole thing in November, yeah, you could send the top half of the draw to one site, the bottom half of the site to another until you got to the two finalists, right? And then play that the following weekend, yeah, and have a whole shebang. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Davis Cup, call in. You need some help. We can help you. Not with our tennis players. Um, <laughs> no offense. Hey, but we're moving on. Round two. Um, yeah, so that was just some of the things I thought about watching is, is the college players and, and how, you know, they can kind of slide out from their season and get to play. And, and obviously not a lot of times in the main draw, but in those other groups. Well, and it's more of a college atmosphere anyway. It's a team format. You've got a coach or captain there. Yeah. I mean, they're used to that format. Now, the question is, do you get the same? Well, when they say advantage United States, which is always cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Just like they'll say advantage Florida. Yeah. Florida. Well, I was going to say, do you, but will you get the same attendance or viewership if it's just 23 under, and under? Under 23? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know they're getting a huge viewership now. Well, Definitely that's, not here. That's the other thing. Maybe in other countries. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. But it, But listen, anything to mix it up. I still think I think everybody got hyped up over the Labor Cup, yeah, and started comparing it to this. And it, it, is it going to hurt Davis Cup? And let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, it was a fun event, but right. it's still fixed. Yeah, <laughs> it was fixed. <laughs> or well, even if it's not fixed, it's still uh, you know super exhibitiony. Well, and we have to consider that was the first year. I mean, twenty years from now, if it even still exists, yeah, is it going to live up to the same snore yeah. fest? Right. Everybody wanted to play because it was the first one. Well, and the guy that started it was in it. Right. Five years from exactly. now, he's going to fade away. Um, but, yeah, so but they're talking about things like, you know, um, making the fifth, you know, fourth and fifth rubber extra points right. like they did in Labor Cup. I saw that somewhere, and I'm like, um, no. Nah. This is a... This is a match, you know, three out of five match right. victory. So you can't start goofing around and making it silly. Yeah, and that, I mean, there's only like, if you have a four-player roster like you could have, or technically you could have a two-player roster, I guess, that's not really fair to uh, change the scoring in the second round. You're basically playing the same thing you played in the first round. Right. The second it, round be any higher. And it really does give you a chance if you're a smaller country. Like, for instance, Belgium, back when they... You know, had Kleisters and yeah. Hennen and you know they could dominate, right? And it gives cha- you know smaller, smaller countries like that a chance. Uh, Switzerland, you know, I mean, yeah, Federer, at some Wawrinka. point it was only Federer, but then you add Wawrinka in there, and boom, now what are you doing? Now right. you're in trouble. I mean, hell, Great Britain, you know, they've got. I mean, obviously Murray's on the shelf now too, but you know, uh, there's another college player, Cameron Norrie, yeah. played at TCU, and he comes out and has a huge win on clay. In Spain, yeah, he's not supposed to do that against the a top whatever. Where's uh, he's but, top twenty, but he's yeah. top twenty. So, um, you know those kinds of things, and that that is one thing I think also adds a level of excitement. Is is it really it really adds a different level of pressure, and so a guy like Batista Agu 
is out there playing on his surface in his country with his country's name on his back and he and the whole crowd. And so he's got all this pressure on top of him, and he looked like he felt it. Um, I don't know if you watched that at all or not. I did, actually. And I think you know that's the one thing about Davis Cup that I wish they also – I wish it affected ranking points, which I think it might some. I don't even know if it does, but I know it's not enough. If somebody gets a win like that, and it's you know that should Get help your ranking or something. Yeah, who knows? Like Del Potro had some crazy wins in the Olympics and Davis Cup, and you know he's his ranking didn't improve at all. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it does. But I don't know, I don't know. So you make it mandatory, I guess. Yeah, it's but, hard, and it's I guess if you're in some country, what if you're number twenty in the world, but you got three guys better than you from your country and you can't play? That's right, not really fair. Right, like Spain, yeah. actually, like Spain. Um, Nadal How does Spain there. not win every year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so anywho, all right, so Davis Cup, Fed Cup, everything we just said, <laughs> ditto, yeah. except at least in the women's chant, we're a f- one of the favorites. Yeah. And so now... The and win- we do have that option to rotate, you know, eight right. different women. Right. So Serena can fly in if we need her in, in one, you know, the <laughs> fourth or fifth rubber. Right. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think, I, I still think there's a lot of value to Davis Cup country versus country especially in an individual sport yeah um you know for the longest time if you did basketball in the olympics it was just garbage because we're going to dominate it was fun to look at all these all-stars play but it wasn't really fun because of the sport itself yeah it was fun because of the sideshow um but davis cup is fun because all these teams can put together a couple of guys who can do some damage and get some wins over guys that um are maybe ranked in the ATP higher or in the women's side on the WTA higher, but uh, just different atmosphere. So I, we talk bad about it, but I definitely get into it when you kind of hear the, you know, the pounding of drums and the yeah. chants in different languages. And our guys are standing there just, you know, surrounded by, you know, 15,000, you know, Serbs. And, well, and I don't know if it's out. bad luck, but it just seems like it almost never comes down to the fifth rubber. It's like I can't remember the last time I watched where it came down to the fifth one. It seems like it just is always decided. Well, see, early. that's why I wouldn't mind it going to two singles and one doubles. Yeah. And play it all in one day. Right. And two out of three. Yeah. And if they um, want to, if the same guy wants to play both, well, that's up to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you have two singles players and then they make up a doubles team. Right. And that's it. But you could put two other doubles players or you would say you have yeah, to do no, the same no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do whatever. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you just. You wouldn't be killing guys right. by playing way more. And then it'd be quick and easier. And, yeah. Because um, how many people are buying tickets to that third day and just seeing, like, garbage matches that mean nothing? They go two out of three sets. Yeah. Because they, they don't play <laughs> five when it's a dead rubber. So, yeah. anyway. Which I don't even know why they play them. Agreed. I mean, I, Agreed. I, I guess they probably because they the sold tickets and, is probably why. Well, yeah, that too. But, you know, for it, it, as a coach, I'd like the guys to play them for, or the women on the other side to play them for experience. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so who knows, uh, they won't listen to us. I guess really it doesn't matter. Um, so another thing going on, um, that is a little different and you kind of let the cat out of the bag a second ago. I do um, that a lot. Yeah. I don't know why you have so many cats in bags. <laughs> I got to call somebody about that. Um, but another thing you alluded to, uh, that's, that's happening that may be happening under the radar, not quite on BN. <laughs> but under the radar, nonetheless, um, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's time to 
Join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. Did you figure out what I was talking about? College talking? tennis? Oh, you said. <laughs> so, maybe I'll try to leave conspiracy theories out of it and just talk about the actual event without bitching about college tennis and the USTA and everything else. But, so, um, the Tennis Channel, which you do you do have. Is that <laughs> yes, right? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, because I told you I'd move if I didn't have it, but you won't move. Well, now they got it streaming too, so you don't have to move. And anymore. the tennis plus, right? That's true. That's true. It's a different time. Well, <laughs> I don't think they, BN is streaming. No, yet. yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is in some countries, <laughs> not here. Um, so yeah, so over the weekend, and again, you're getting this. You know, we're recording on Sunday, so it happened yesterday, uh, Saturday. They tennis channel broadcast a, I think it was called College Match Day. I think it's what it's titled. I don't know. Whatever. And see, I didn't even, again, I didn't know about it. I just happened to turn on the TV and it was on. Right. I did because of Twitter. I did because of Twitter because uh, I do research for this show. I don't know what you do, <laughs> but I, I go to work. Is Twitter feuding considered research? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still, I haven't gotten hammered this week about that. So, um, so they had a co- college match day where they broadcast Florida State against Florida men and women now they're separate but right. they're at the same time and they played the match in orlando at the new usta national i was wondering how they were able to play both of those at the same time the campus right so basically the college format genders are separate but three men's doubles and then six men singles women same thing three women's doubles uh six women's singles they play no ad, which is going to make me vomit if I talk <laughs> about that too much. And doubles is a six-game set. Right. A regular set, no ad. It's horrendous. Um, so they were bumping back and forth between courts, and you know you, you can't see everything going on. It's six courts, so whatever. But that's what I thought was great. I was I was really impressed they had cameras on every court. So, anywho, so they, but they were bumping back and forth between men and women, um, and, you know, Basically, Which for one set means you could basically get no get not get into any match. Well, yeah, I mean, but sometimes you get out there and it's you know four one, and yeah. so you want to move on to a different court. It's right. not a huge. I well, mean, and the when I was tuning in, the men's had come down to line three doubles, and it was five four in the set, and you know, team blew a bunch of game points and went back and forth. So it was actually really exciting when I was watching. Right. But that that's just why I was happy that it happened to have they had all, cameras on all courts because when I've watched college since before. They got line one, and that's it. And you're watching, right. and whatever the score is, is a score. Which, you know, it is the best level, theoretically, but honestly, the twos aren't that much different, depending yeah. on what the team, which team you're and looking at. And it doesn't at. mean it's going to be the best match. And that also, it could be a lopsided match. So, um, well, so first of all, college tennis being broadcast is fun. Now, I didn't time it. I didn't see, you know, see where they edit. I think it was all live. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I think so, it was when I was watching. So I don't know when it started and when it ended in relation to, you know, when it would have based on no ad scoring or right. no ad scoring. So because they played no ad. And so, you know, you get to deuce the next point wins. Right. 
So if you're the server, it is both a game point and a break point. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, which is a little nerve wracking. Um, and I asked my friend this question. Why are we trying to get people to break more often? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. Because yeah. I know mathematically there are more breaks with no ad. There have to be. I would think so. So why is our goal in tennis to make people get broken more often? Right. Is that more exciting? I don't think so. Well, the great coach Chuck Creasy uh, puts it like this. With no ad, you will have short bursts of excitement right. when it's deuce. But he's but he, he uh the analogy he uses is like to a roller coaster. How many times can you ride a roller coaster and it still be exciting? You know yeah, what I mean? It's right. not it, it loses over time, it loses excitement. Whereas deuce add in, deuce add out, yeah. deuce add out, deuce add in. Which is what we saw with Halep and Davis and, Right. You know, that is called drama yeah and drama builds with every success you know uh successive point or every you know as it's going back and forth the longer it goes back and forth the more the drama builds whereas pop over done oh wow that, oh, who's gonna win this right. point ah, okay oh here's another one. Oh, who's gonna win this point <laughs> oh who's gonna win this point? well uh, and not only are we is it more likely to get broken then we're gonna let the receiver choose their side so they have even more of an advantage right so so i don't understand that part of it either well, in the game, okay, so the game is designed from top to bottom to win by two. That's the right. whole thing. Yeah. Ask the fifth set on the men or the third set in the women in Grand Slams. So it just except the U.S. Open. Right. So our game is designed to win by two. Now, I have no problem with the tie break because we can't have five-set matches that are 15-13 <laughs> in the first set right. and then 12-10 in the second. <laughs> like the old days. Right, so you can't have you know nineteen hour matches on. But purpose. even in the tiebreak, like you said, you have to win by two. Right, you still have to win by two. Um, and so, games, sets, and matches, you have to win by two. Well, I guess you don't have to win two, right. two sets. But, <laughs> um, and so now we take that element away in the games, and on top of that, you drop the doubles down to six games. There have been record. I think the fastest that I've heard about in a, a doubles point being decided is 12 minutes. <laughs> so three men's doubles teams walk out into the court. Yeah. They serve the first ball, and from the time the first ball is struck to the time the doubles point is awarded is 12 minutes. Yeah. That doesn't seem to make sense to me. No. So because what you do is for Division One, you have – Although I will say in a match like that, it probably wouldn't have been any better if it was – because that obviously wasn't competitive – Oh, potentially, potentially, but I know what you. But I know what you mean. Yeah. So, but anyway, th it's just that much faster. So yeah. anyway, so you have one, two, and three doubles lines, and basically, if you win two out of three of the doubles lines, you get one point. Right. And so, as soon as they finish the two, the third match usually just stops, which is not good either. But that's neither here nor there. So that's the doubles. So then they do the same thing in the singles, except. They're supposed to be playing six-game sets, right. but it's two out of three six-game sets. Um, so that was on display, and, uh, the, you know, you're watching it, and it comes to deuce, and the the server plays out a point, and then the game's over. Right. And it's like, ugh. I just didn't – it didn't feel good to me. Now, it may have worked out time-wise, because the, the, here's the thing. The reason or the – I don't want to call it a lie, but um, the uh, – <laughs> 
the the reason one of the reasons or justifications given for going down to no ad scoring and shortening the doubles is to format it time wise for TV. Right. So basically, what they're saying is our sport is so good that we want to get it on TV. Right. And in order to do that, we're going to change our sport. <laughs> that was so good that we had to get it on TV. So they've taken the sport and made it different. And I, you might think that's an oversimplification, but I think the essence of the scoring system is what tennis is about, particularly on the men's side with the serves. Well, and I was going to go the opposite approach to what you're saying. I was going to say that our sport is so bad that we can't hold someone's attention for three hours, so we can only, we got to hold them for two hours because after two hours, they're not going to want to watch anymore. Yeah. So it's got to be short enough, like as if it's not good enough to watch for longer, like every other sport. Well, they they said it's the, you know, I don't know if that's the rationale in terms of the TV. The, t- the in terms of the TV is they can only get certain blocks. I mean, right. you can't expect yeah you know them to to leave four hours wide open. Well, and if you're trying something new, I guess I see what you're saying. You got to start with a one hour block or two hour block and. If it's popular, then they make it longer. Well, and here's the thing. Aside from the fact that tennis is on TV during college match day, let's see what the numbers look like. Let's see how long this is going to last. And basically what you're trying to do is fundamentally change tennis for something that may not even work. Yeah. You know, try it first with regular scoring. You really dive into that and put a bunch of resources into that first. And see what happens, but instead they they cut our game off at the knees, so to speak, and then put that, I think, inferior product on yeah. TV. Is that gonna be? Is it supposed to be like a weekly Saturday night thing or Friday night thing, or we don't know? No idea, no idea. Um, I mean, it put it this way: if if it's a weekly thing, the best place to probably do that would be the national campus because they have 101 courts right so if if they're able to get teams to come down there every week and it's not all just because people get sick of florida teams right so it's got to at least be teams from from around places um so if they can only get florida teams i think that'll kind of get old quick um so yeah because that's a lot of equipment to have cameras on every court and well i think that that facility may just kind of be already set up for that yeah, that's what I mean. But the, the college campus, it would take a lot of work to have to set all that up. A lot of, for something I, that maybe yeah, not is going to be watched by many people. I once heard a figure of forty thousand dollars to broadcast a college tennis match. Yeah, that seems a bit high. Yeah, because who, you know, but does cutting the format and making it a, a you know a shorter time span is that going to change the cost? Probably not by much. You know, it would change the cost live streaming yeah you know you can do everything via internet and then boom you're you know dramatically cutting costs and you also have way more flexibility in terms of time well i have never once heard of a tennis player that said they prefer no ad playing so i don't see why they were coaches watching or coaches yeah the only coaches out there that want no ad are the coaches that feel like they're on the court too long doing their job already yeah which (laughs) Listen, That's true. Good point. You're right about that. When you coach Division Three and you coach both men and women and you play both at the same time on eight courts, that means when it gets to singles, you have four singles for men, four for women. Two of your singles on both sides 
the four matches are haven't even started yet. Right. So you have to finish two singles matches, then they go on, and then they basically start the clock over. So it almost doubles the amount of time you're out right. there for singles. So there is something to be said for that, but that's because they're also too lazy to just travel with men only to certain places and then ha- you know have the schedule somewhat separate. Um, because that can be done. Uh, I've done it, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it, well, what's your opinion on the third set tie break? Cause that's been around for a while now. Well, we play a third set tie break to, um, once the team match is decided. So, oh, that's right. They don't play in college. We'll typically do that once the match is decided, but in division one, they just stop matches. Yeah. So if it doesn't go three, four or, you know, four, three, which is the, you know, so you win you know, three out of the six double, uh, singles and yeah. the doubles point, you get four, boom, you're done. So it's a seven-point total. And but, Division three is a nine-point now. But do they still play the third set out in singles at Division one? Yeah. Oh, they do, okay. Right, but they won't. And not if the match is decided. Right. Because, well, for the most part, they'll just stop the match, which you know, which is not good. Because the pro doubles format now is third set tie break, and the most common USTA format is now third set tie break. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Because I think the television angle, just because we now have seen college tennis on TV, doesn't mean what they're saying wasn't bullshit. Now, I don't know. I don't work in the higher echelons of the USTA or the ITA or anything else. <laughs> but my sources, no, I don't have any sources. I'm not a journalist, remember? But I did hear on a podcast the other day a theory and I think it may be more than a theory. I'm sure this person has talked to folks. Actually, it was Coach Creasy, his podcast. I'll, he, he, the public podcast, <laughs> so it's not like I'm trying to. He posited the notion that one of the big drivers of no-ad scoring, shortening matches, and getting more matches on TV, et cetera, was coming from one place. You know where it could be coming from? USTA. Nope. <laughs> it's always got blame for anything Further bad. away and more unrelated. Oh, gee, well, who knows? Think about the Super Bowl. Besides pizza orders, what's the next <laughs> biggest thing that happens during Super Bowl Sunday? Hmm. Call in if you know out there. Oh, just money? Well, money is everything. Yeah, but gambling. Well, yeah. So I didn't know. I guess you can't. Can you gamble on college tennis? You can gamble I guess on, you can. Yeah. Well, no, no. The idea is that as it goes through college and then maybe down to the the juniors, and it's spread that eventually it will get to the highest levels, and then it will be done, and it will yeah. be no ad. And so the 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 betting houses, and I'm talking about legal. You know, I don't know legal and illegal. I don't, most other places. You know, in Europe in particular, I yeah. know, you know, in England, gambling is totally legal on everything. Whereas here, basically, you got to go to Vegas or Atlantic City, I right. guess. Um, or your bookie down the street, but that's a whole <laughs> other issue. But I'm a college coach, so I can't gamble. Or a boat, because that totally makes sense. Oh, yeah, or a boat. <laughs> yeah, in some of our finer cities that have uh, gam- uh, casino boats. Um, but, yeah, so that a lot of this is being driven by betting houses across the world that they want to regulate more of what you know not and I'm, i don't mean fixing matches yeah. i just mean regulate more so it's more on tv because people won't gamble on matches that they can't see 
Right. You know, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, if you if you weren't, I mean, if you were going to gamble on the Super Bowl, you're going to probably watch the Super Bowl. You wouldn't that's just why a lot of people do watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm gonna watch it to see if Tom Brady ruins my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you don't have a vested interest in one of the teams or the players, just meaning like a rooting interest, then you like to have a monetary interest, right? If you don't have either either of those things, you're probably not watching very often, right? But 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 for on their side of things, the gambling houses, they are doing the reverse. They want more people to bet on tennis, right? Thus, more people have to see tennis. Yeah, and so there you go. Now, I just, I for the life of me, I I can't understand why any, you know, bookmakers, legal ones, would want to be involved in tennis. <laughs> Maybe at the highest level because they don't care because the the players at the highest levels make enough money where no tomfoolery will happen. Right. But at the lowest level. I mean, how impossible is it to regulate, really regulate players throwing matches at the lower levels? I mean, they're not making anything. Right. They're working their asses off, and they play every single week. So what's you know what's a third round match that that gets a pretty good number on it, and they you know they and they know the guy right. that they're playing. Say, all right, listen, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. You know, well, and- your cousin's gonna lay whatever on <laughs> on you, and then I'm gonna tank in the third. Right. And we'll split it. Well, and the fact that they let you... They, they talked about this a lot during the match-fixing match, match fixing scandal is the fact that they let you bet on individual points is totally crazy. What? Uh, yeah, you can bet on, on just a point in a match. Like who's like going to win the next point? Wow. Yeah, so the way they were getting away with this on the smaller events was the chair umpire and somebody in the crowd were basically working together where the guy would place the bet on the point after the point had already happened, and then the chair umpire would would mark the score so he'd already placed wow. the bet nice and so it's funny i was sitting at the challenger uh in dallas last night and i was watching the chair umpire uh, i was right behind him and so as soon as the point starts he has to press a button that says ball in play wow and and my wife said why is that why does he do that i said it's got that's got to be gambling related wow i said they've got to have they've got to have some way of knowing that as soon as the point's in play i guess no more bets can be placed but the fact who's that sophisticated that they're sitting there and clicking a button. That's impressive. Right to be honest with you. Oh, but listen, wherever they're giving away money, people will find a way <laughs> to get it. Um, but like you said, I mean, somebody who's making, I mean, people that lost in the first round of that tournament made $500, $1,000. I mean. And they can make five times that yeah. over the course of that match with points. That's insane. Well, to me, I just don't understand how a betting house would be interested. I mean, I. I get, listen, they they make money overall, obviously, or they would be out of right. business. They, if anybody knows how to make money, is people that that gamble uh, or that have you know bookmakers. But still, it just seems a little bit crazy that they would. That's just so much risk, right? Because that there is no risk to a player to throw a point, right? Because to be honest with you, you could even go further, and if you're the player and I'm in the stands. You give me the old, you know, little right. tap on the ear and turn exactly. your hat around backwards. Boom, I'm betting on that point because you're going to lose it. Yeah. So I'm betting on your other guy. Wow. You need to hurry up and get better at tennis <laughs> so we can make some money. Well, and if you're, like you said, if you know you're going to lose the match or whatever, I mean, it's easy to lose a point. Losing a point on purpose you can do and still win the match and not even worry about it. Right. It can not even affect you. You could be up, you know, 6-1-5-1 and just give a signal up in the bottom. I'm going to lose the next two points. 
Or you could even say, hey, listen, opponent, let's play the first set out hard. Right. Whoever wins it, the other guy gets the second set. Yeah. And then we'll play. Or you could say, all right, you get the first set, let your guy bet. Right. I'm going to get the second set, let your guy bet, (laughs) and then we'll play the third set straight up. Right. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. All right. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The podcast is now canceled. Corey and I are going into the challenger betting business. Right. So if you're a player out there and you're interested, no, that's, uh, I just don't understand how. Well, and when you, you go to the casinos sit- here, they don't even let, and I do know this because I have some friends that go to Vegas and they're always calling me, hey, want to make some tennis bets? And all I've ever heard about in Vegas that they offer is like. Grand slams. Yeah, but, but. Not even individual matches, just you know, Federer two to one, Nadal oh, three right, to one. Right, right, right. I forget what they call those, but basically to win the, whole, to win thing. the whole tournament. Right, 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 right. So you know, you can't bet on you know how how many games is Federer going to lose in the first round against you know so and so. Right. But online, you can bet on anything. All right. Well, let's take some bets now. <laughs> so, so with Djokovic now on the on the on the mend, Murray still out. Ugh. Fed Fadal, who knows? Is anybody else besides Fadal? Gonna win a major. We got three left. Two words. Jack Sock. <laughs> no, I mean that was mean. <laughs> that he is our I mean, patriot. I don't know how you can pick Federer for anything. I mean, anybody but Federer for, for anything. anything. Now, if he doesn't play the French, which is possible, I think Team has a good chance of the French. Uh, but again, Nadal is the favorite of the French, and Federer is the favorite of the other two, and. Zverev, no. He just beat the hell out of Kyrgios. He beat Kyrgios in straight sets to win, uh, to defeat There's something Australia. something about that three out of five. He just can't He can't pull it well, together for that. He's just got to win three straight every match. Yeah. Have a couple of <laughs> right. walkovers. By the way, he's our number five player in the world. <laughs> Federer's still the greatest ever. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Well, Nishikori's on the way back. Yes. He played right here in a beautiful Dallas. He um, did. And we have a 125, or is it a 150? 125, 125 yep. challenger. And I will tell you this, no offense, Maria Sharapova, but as I told you last week, we're through. <laughs> um, unless you start winning some matches. Like Agassi did back in the day. He said, you know what? I got to get some work done. I got to get myself back to the top five form I was at one point. So he comes on down to yeah. make, making less for winning that tournament than probably – the shoelace sponsor he has gave him <laughs> for wearing shoelaces. Um, you know, I for one twenty five, I'm assuming they make around two and a half to three thousand bucks to win it, give or take. Uh he got seventeen thousand for winning the whole thing and the runner up got eight thousand. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about the fifty K I ran, so it's more than double that. Yep. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he But uh, still, I mean that's nothing for him. Right. Right, and uh, covers expenses for him and his entourage, basically. But, uh, you know, the coach and agent are getting a piece of that no matter what, though. <laughs> Michael um, Chang. There you go. Well, um, and my thing, not we're not going to get too detailed in the challenger because it is a challenger even though it was here, but should he be allowed to play in that? Because mm. I could just kind of had a problem with him, you know, playing. I mean, he was great for the tournament, great. I got to see him and all that and fans, but but I just don't think it's fair to the guys that really need the ranking and need the money that he's coming in and beating everybody. And I mean, I guess he's injured six more months and his rankings allowed, but technically he's ranked 22, so he shouldn't be allowed to play. But they gave him a special exemption, which I guess they're allowed to do for anybody. Well, I've got him at 27 right now. And so typically the cutoff for that is going to be, you know, high 70s at best probably. 
Yeah, I think the number two seed was Tiafa, who was like 97 or 100. Or, there you go. So, But so I just, I mean, he, he beat five guys that are playing for their livelihoods. You know, he beat McDonald in the final, who's 250 in the world and probably never won a tournament. So you think they should have a cap? Yeah, I just don't, I mean, I just don't think it's fair to those guys. Because hmm. Key could have come back and played some, you know, 250 or something and, yeah, yeah. and you know, That's still played point. lower caliber players. That's a good point. I mean... From what I understand, he didn't play great. No, he didn't. But he still did. He were any three setters? Yeah, he he split sets at least once, maybe twice. Uh, yeah, he split sets with a guy who was like one eighty seven in the world. He barely beat him, like six four in the third. Sounds like maybe he needed to be there. Well, no, that's what I mean. I mean, skill level wise, he was right, kind of in line with everybody else. But I just think those guys that had you know, somebody had to play him first round, and that's to go to a challenger you expect to play you know well but see i think i think you said it though that from the injury standpoint maybe if he's injured a certain amount of time then he can do whatever just because he's been out long even though his ranking might hold he's far enough away from any of the matches he played that got him points to get him to that ranking and kind of don't matter you know what i mean because he's whatever so i i hear you i do i i I bet you there's a rule somewhere along the line i bet you federer couldn't come back and play right that's what I mean. There's got to be something because why wouldn't all those guys sign up and just dominate? Well, because it would because if they played another tournament the same week, yeah. They, well, that could be the argument against why the challengers don't have higher prize money because then these guys would be trying to drop down and play. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe. So but, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I got to you. see Leander Pace and uh, Kanish Corey, so it was great there for us go. here. But yeah, but uh, no mixed doubles. only the big events have mixed doubles Uh, the most important yes of course (laughs) yes of course so but i did turn my opinion on one thing Uh i never thought i would say this i watched three nights in a row of third set tie breaks and i loved it like oh for doubles yeah like so pace won 18 16 the first night saved five match points would you want to see that in singles would you want to see that for a fifth set at a major no, definitely not. Because I do think it doesn't make the best person win. Right, not necessarily. Sure, but I think for doubles, it's just doubles is is kind of just predictable. You know, hold serve, hold serve, hold serve. Right, and if you get a break, you win the set. And I think for a third set, it's just. I mean, it was eighteen, sixteen, seventeen, fifteen, back to back nights. Right, and so I just I've never seen, you know, that sustained level of drama in a full. If you played a full third set, it couldn't have been that exciting. Hmm. But I, but most tiebreaks aren't eighteen sixteen, so that's that's true too. Yeah. Well, compare eighteen sixteen tiebreak to seventy sixty eight Isner Mahu. Which one was better? <laughs> yeah. There was drama though. <laughs> there was yeah. drama. So we talk about and that the, was a worldwide phenomenon. That was worldwide across all sports. People. But I still hate playing tiebreaks. So I'm not changing my opinion on that. Yeah. So anywho, all right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground and solved some problems once again. Just give us the damn keys to tennis, <laughs> and we'll fix everything right here on this podcast is that right yeah of course anything else any other burning issues in tennis i don't think so we're about to start the mini hard court season your favorite <laughs> that pisses <laughs> me off the two-week hard court season yes great tournaments in the wrong place yeah last time i checked the weather's fantastic in california and miami all the time <laughs> and hopefully you. players will actually play in them that, that too make it more exciting that too so um, all right. Well, once again, everybody out there, you know what to do. Go to the website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com. Check the Twitter, 10SREV, Tennis Rev, at Tennis Rev, I guess, for Twitter. Um, like our Facebook page, 
um, which I don't really know what that gets you, but just I, I hear people <laughs> say do it, so do it. I do send out the link or whatever to, to, to the pod. Yeah. And don't just click on the link and listen to it. Damn it. Go subscribe so I can stop sending these links out. It's very tedious. And share it with all your friends on Facebook. Yeah. If you have friends, please. And if, if you don't, just be one of those annoying face people. Facebook people just send shit out to people all the time. <laughs> this is way better. Yeah, we need our own spammers. When are we going to get those? Yeah, there you go. We need some dedicated fans that are just ready to wear people out with this stuff. Right. Uh, what is the, uh, what is it, uh, Candy Crush? That's the game. Yeah. That you, people would send you invites to or whatever. Yes. It's like, hey, send this <laughs> instead of that. People would much I've rather. I've stopped doing that finally. I realized that I was sending that. I didn't even really know I was doing it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I think this is just showing up on people's pages. I'm this like, is going to people. Yeah, I think I hate when people do that to me. I got to stop. Yeah. Well, I hate when anything comes across that's got you in it. <laughs> he hate when his he hates when his phone goes off. So anyway, so yeah, so do all those things. Make sure you share and retweet and all that other stuff. And uh, yeah, Instagram, O for four hundred. However many days I've had it, I'm <laughs> O for four hundred, and I probably will be O for five hundred uh, in the next hundred days. So, uh, well, anything else to nope. add to any of that? No, nope. useless. <laughs> Well, it's good to see you again this week. Yes. Another fine, fine week of tennis coming up. And uh, thanks for listening to everybody out there. And until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys.